this episode is sponsored by audible.com. If anybody doesn't know, I'm sure most people do at least, Audible is a application or a website that you can use on your phone or computer that you can get access to audiobooks. Every month they will give you one free new book to try and listen to. Audible doesn't only do audiobooks, they also have comedy, self-help, fitness programs, wellness programs, and I'm a huge fan of the wellness programs personally, but also the audiobooks. Audible.com has thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. It would take you, I think, like 300 years to go through their entire library or something crazy like that. And to get your free trial, it is 30 days through our link. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. And that is T-H-E-E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we just want to give a huge thank you yes, to audible.com for the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 84. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing the 2014 found footage film As Above, So Below. And what I know of this film, having been my first time seeing it, was kind of when it came out, it was super hyped up. I don't know if that was your experience with it when it came out, but... It was not. I had never even heard of it. I just saw it in my horror searches, and I was like, that sounds interesting. Well, I guess when I say hyped up, I don't know if that was necessarily mainstream. It was hyped up with my friends that liked horror. So I Uh, guess that would be my version of, like, hyped up. I just never got around to seeing it. And I heard that it was actually pretty and like pretty scary. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you hear about a film down in the catacombs and shit getting real, especially because the Paris catacombs are a real thing and they have some pretty dark history behind them, you know, that could be pretty intense. And so the expectations were there. And the first note that I wrote down was, I think you're going to find this funny, was, am I watching Harry Potter? Uh, Because I didn't... Because of Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, and the Philosopher's Stone and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's all apparently real stuff. Yep, that is a real man. Really did did live in Paris. Did not. Really was an alchemist. Didn't didn't know that. So that, that was interesting to me. Because that's not something, I just read Harry Potter when I was a kid, like you just read about the stuff and it's like, okay, moving on. Not really something I got in my Texas education, you know, about Nicholas Flamel and alchemy and, you know, but that was on me. I didn't really look into it any further than Harry Potter. So that's on me, I suppose. Now, you were hesitant to have me watch this film on my own, but I did it. And how did it go? It was fine. I watched it during the day and I was actually gonna, I was like, Brad, watch it with me. Like, (laughs) but you know, he had to work because he's doing that and I'm not. And, but it was during the day. So, but it, it honestly, you know, it had some good scares and I think the concept in general is scary, but then there were some things that fell flat for me. And I think a lot of it, or I think some of it, was this came out in 2014 and it's been quite a few years and you know so I've been sitting on this one for a while and kind of building it up in my head Mm -hmm. yeah and that's unfortunate to do because then you go into a movie and you kind of have these preconceived notions of what you think it's going to be and then it's 
not or it's different or I, I wasn't really sure. Like I didn't have anything spoiled for me in advance. I didn't watch any scenes or clips or, you know, I didn't have anything in my head about what this was. I just knew some people went down into the catacombs and shit started happening. For all I knew, it could have been the descent, which I also haven't seen, but I know there were monsters, you know, like mm-hmm. I had no idea. And the only other thing I knew was that it brought in some like heaven and hell because that was one thing that I, you know, I was warned about because that's kind of triggering for me just as like a fear trigger. Right. So, you know, it, it was, I, I'm just going to kind of come out and say for me, this was Okay. It wasn't something that I loved because there were a few things in it where I was like, ugh, okay. But then there were some things that I did really like. So we'll go into that. I did like a lot of the creative parts. And then there were just some horror trope things where I wish that would have been, you know, a little bit more creative. So, you know, the found footage thing, this is 2014. So it had been done at this point it kind of felt like a combination of the descent slash Blair Witch and a couple other just kind of throw-in type of things that were taken from other things I'm not saying a film can't have inspiration but you know there were also it's interesting to throw in the you know the alchemy part and the philosopher's stone and the hell and some of that stuff so Mm -hmm. you know and we'll get into some of that and so yeah there was a lot to like and then there were just a few things where I was like oh and I made some notes on that so and then there were some things where they did stuff and then I was like are we never gonna go back to that and then we just didn't so I was just you know but we'll get there so I'm interested Let's go. All right. All right. So, uh, but before we do, you like this movie quite a bit, or this is not your first time seeing this, correct? It is not. And actually, I mean, I've said on here how many times, this is my favorite movie. This is my favorite movie. But there are a couple that are real favorites of mine. And it's this and The Descent, actually. So you like these down in the depths movies, this claustrophobic movies. I like movies that you can tear apart and you can tear this movie apart. There is so much depth to it. It's, it is Dante's Inferno. When you really know about it, that's what this movie is. Just nowadays. Felt like it too. Yeah. There's so much to dig. It's kind of like other movies we've talked about, like with Ari Aster or Jordan Peele, where there is so much in every single shot that you will never find everything. And I love that. Well, and that's, what's going to be interesting about a first time watching. And then a repeat viewing is there's a lot for me to just on the surface viewing, be like, okay, what? Cause it, when you watch it for the first time, this is a very chaotic, dark film. Right. And especially with found footage, something that I'm not sure quite what the budget of this film was, but I know that two brothers did it. So I would assume it wasn't like a huge Hollywood movie. And right. so found footage is kind of a way for a lower budget film to go in and do some creepy things without having to pay for a lot of special effects. So they can do a lot of broken shots, throw in a few creepy things here and there without having to really go in and dig into a cgi budget right so and a lot of that's really chaotic to keep up with especially on the first viewing so it'll be interesting to kind of see what you find that i didn't because i was just like what the fuck is going on right because all the things that they really dug into with this film are all in the background it's all stuff you need to know to have either read or at some point in your life touched upon dante's inferno right you need to know what's going on in all the circles of hell to really understand this movie 
Right. So we start with this woman and she's continuing her late father's work. And basically she's looking for, I talked about in the beginning, Nicholas Flamel created this alchemist stone that's supposed to have all of these powers where I'm assuming most people in the world are Harry Potter fans. How in, in the United States it's the Sorcerer's Stone, but it's the same thing where it's supposed to have these incredible supernatural powers that are exposed to extend life beyond measure and blah, 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 you know, all these healing powers, insane stuff, right? He believes it was real. She believes it's real. So she's following along with that. She's got to find all of these keys. It's kind of like national treasure, but like on a spooky scale. (laughs) Very Right. Yeah. She's got to go find these relics and things and piece this together. And so she starts out in Iran and she's in these tunnels that are going to be blown up. And she's risking her life to do these things on both a governmental level where like in Iran, if she's found, she's going to be punished severely by death. Yeah. (laughs) Especially as a woman. Yeah. And she even says in her found footage, I know what the punishment is. I am doing this based on my own free will. If you find this, you know, don't feel bad for me. Like I know what I'm getting myself into basically. And so she finds this, I guess I'm going to call it a relic. It's a historical it, it all ties into this, but she needs somebody to translate it. She does get footage of it. And so she barely makes it out of these tunnels alive before they're basically blown up. And she has to go to Paris to get this translated by her friend, who is a, I guess, her former boyfriend. And she also. Who's so cool. She talks about yeah. how he is a guy who can read Aramaic and he just randomly hangs out in places like this ancient bell tower that has hasn't worked for 250 years and he fixes things yeah like that that would be me 1000 percent in a different lifetime that would be me yeah and like he fixes this bell tower and it that starts working and the people below it are like and he's like oh look at them looking up at this clock that hasn't worked for 200 something at years their bell tower that hasn't worked in 250 years that's yeah. so cool of him he's yeah. the one that fixed it it's not his but he still says it's theirs that he fixed right he's a cool fucking guy mm-hmm. and so she's like hey i need you to translate this and he's like no 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 i am not getting involved with you you motherfucker like you get me involved in all this shit last time i saw you i ended up in prison in turkey and i'm not doing it yeah well like he does it because you know pretty woman basically not the movie but you know what i mean (laughs) she kind of doesn't give him a choice she kind of just like drags him along to most of this yeah you're right and she's and he's also like obviously he loves history and ancient Mm -hmm. artifacts because he's going around and fixing them for free what should be me this is how i would get dragged into something like this you mean it's historical fine okay this would be how Kristen gets killed this is it Even if it didn't have anything to do with, like, supernatural bullshit or you would go into catacombs to find something that's 600 years old. 1,000% have already said somebody goes after, I love Egypt. That's my place. That is where my heart is. If anybody goes after anything there, I will, I will die trying to protect it. I don't even care if it's a statue that will survive a bullet. I will take the bullet. Just kill me first. That is me. (laughs) So Kristen's dead in this film already (laughs) (laughs) like she does not survive she is the one going down into the catacombs to find this philosopher's stone that is Kristen. great so we know see we already know my weakness is going to be like something (laughs) apocalyptic so i'm just going to be like i'm out yours is this (laughs) like historical artifact preservation (laughs) i'm a history lover that's probably why i love this movie so much more than other people i just love history yeah 
And so you get wrapped up in that part of it too. Yes. Yeah. So she has him translate. And all of these, like I said, the reason I refer to national treasures, because these are all clues she's piecing together of these ancient languages and these Aramaic things, you know. And so it mm-hmm. leads her down into the catacombs of Paris. And she goes down on this guided tour and she's trying to figure out where exactly it is. And it's not just like on the guided tour, you know, she's not just going to run into it on the fucking guided (laughs) tour. But I wanted to make a note. It's 370 feet into the earth. So like just the basic ass like catacombs. That's insane. First of all, yeah, it is where 6 million corpses went because the cemeteries were too overrun. That is, is a place that is haunted. It is haunted. Like, I know that we're not talking about things being haunted in this film, but wow, it's haunted for sure. You know, like that's terrifying. Six million, which they even mention that versus the population is incredible. It's way more. (laughs) So, well, that's, they mentioned that it was starting to make the city stink. The bodies decaying. Imagine how many bodies it would take to make the whole city smell no that's horrendous like and later they're crawling through human bones and like i know that it's a dramatization but it wouldn't surprise me you know it's not like that would be that far-fetched in my mind that there would just be like piles of i mean it literally is piles of human bone like you know yeah that's that's literally what those are yeah it's super deep it's as far as you can see just bones and i hate it i hate that they would have long processions of funeral parties of taking these bones for months on end down into the catacombs, each church graveyard. Yeah, that. So automatically, you're going to get, you know, not good vibes. <laughs> like you're, right. You're going into something that is already pretty much going to be cursed from the beginning. Like there are six million bodies that don't want you to get down to this thing. Like. I don't know. And I don't know if that's necessarily like defacing, you know, corpses. I'm not saying that they're going down there just to disrespect them. But, you know, these other people that are graffitiing all over these catacombs, they kind of don't have the same respect that you do. And I know that that's not the point that this movie was trying to make. I'm just saying it probably doesn't help. Well, if it helps at all, they're not graffitiing on the bones right right i get your point yeah they're not going down there because they're trying to be they're going down there to basically just be i know that they're adventurers and stuff but like i don't know that would be like me going in i just i've never been one to like want to just wander through a cemetery for funsies like it would it would be like the a place of like utmost respect in my opinion and that's yeah. just not why these people do it. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. Just uh, this is just my two cents, I guess. Well, if it helps at all, there are a lot of those people that do go down into the catacombs that really do have that history and respect for the place. That's why they do it. I would hope so. Yeah, because and they need because they meet these. Uh, I would say like what early to mid twenty year olds that do yeah. go down into these basically uncharted areas of the catacombs which are very illegal they even get stopped by the cops or try to at some point uh, when they're going down to basically i guess there's some sort of you know adventurers down in the catacombs where they've explored these tunnels before 
And so they need a guide, basically, that's like an off-trail guide of the catacombs <laughs> because she has basically found a, a, or made a map to the stone. And But she needs someone that's a little bit more. She's not just going to go down there blind, essentially. So this guy that she meets named Papillon has gone down into these uncharted areas. So can at least guide her as much as possible. Right. There is someone that actually tells her his name. Right. So that she knows who to hunt down. And that person we actually do see later on in the film as well. He's just chilling on the guided tour sitting there. Yeah. And then he disappears. He's a plane. Then we see him later. Yeah. He's a little, he's there and then he's not. So a little plant, a little plant, which is creepy. Cause you know that he's not up to any good. Mm-mm. So there, when they get down there, one of the first things they see is there's cult shit going on or yes. something. And this is one of those things where this is, okay, again, I'm a first time viewer of this film and there's a lot going on in this film. And one of the things, going back, or I don't even know if I mentioned the Rotten Tomatoes score here, it has a 26% critic consensus and a 40% audience score. So the audience score is significantly higher than the critic consensus. And usually critics are either going to love it way more than the audience do or hate it. There's usually not, you know, they're not usually cohesive. The audience obviously liked it much more than the critics did. But something that I was kind of reading through was I kept reading confusing, confusing, confusing. And I wasn't confused by this movie. I would just like to throw that out there. It did not confuse me. The only thing that I will say is that it was, maybe it was because I was also taking notes. I was like looking at the screen and looking at my paper and then looking at the screen and then looking at my paper. I know that the cult thing kind of comes in and out but I didn't see it I guess revisited as much as I thought I would so I saw it kind of thrown in there at the beginning and then the singing and then I didn't see it quite answered as much as I thought I would or maybe I just didn't quite understand it being thrown in there later because there was a creepy woman at the club in the beginning when we were happy on and then I she's in the cult later she's actually not okay well they look very similar then see this is where the i i was losing parts of the are quite not understanding where things were falling in line um on first really quick helping you out here helping whoever's listening out yes because i feel like instead of me doing my trivia and stuff at the end i'm just gonna throw it in along the way to help out okay so, yeah, because it was real, real challenging to to bring this cohesiveness in, especially like first time watching here. Right, exactly. So the woman at the club, actually, we we start out seeing ghosts for all the people that are going to go out, go into the catacombs. Each one of them, you see ghosts for them. So like when you meet the your heroine right in the beginning, she is down in this, you know, underground area and she sees a man hanging there. Right. It's not the first time she sees him. It's not the last time she sees him. Right. He is her ghost. That is her father who hung himself. Okay. Because you see nooses kind of around as well. Right. Exactly. So even the woman who walks out of that club, did you notice that the cameraman stares at her a lot? Uh, That's, That's Benji's ghost. Okay. 
So then it, the cult thing, when they're in the beginning, I know that they're, you know, obviously they're providing very creepy nuance. They need a reason to have like creepy demonic music. And I wrote down cult because that was just the best thing that I could right. have to explain it. So it's not actually a cult. Okay. So like I have said, and I'll continue to say it, this is Dante's Inferno. Right. I know a lot of people don't read it nowadays. I was fortunate enough that I did in high school, so I get a little bit more of this. But here's what it says. And I'll just read the IMDb thing because it's just easier to read. And I'll stop once we get to more hell. But basically, once they get into the catacombs, they are in hell. Mm-hmm. So, the complete journey of hell through the secret tunnels of the catacombs of Paris are as follows. The vestibule, which are the group encounters a gathering of two sets of divided cultist female souls a faux tunnel, and the nine circles. So when they're there, they're actually seeing, they're not cultists. They're just the creepy demons right beforehand, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right in the beginning of hell. You know, to try to turn you away on your journey. Got it. Those are them. So that makes more sense to me because, again, on first viewing, you kind of, you understand that eventually they do, they are making their way into hell. And even a note that I made, sorry, I'm kind of flipping the page of my notebook here later is it does feel once they are entering hell, because there's a note made later, abandon all hope ye who enter here. And they even make a note like, oh, that's the inscription into the gates of hell that, oh, that's what it says when you enter hell, you know, that does feel very Dante's Inferno. Once you make that realization then that one this is entering hell you know from the get-go then that makes much more sense then because one of the things i was like okay so we just gonna forget about the bitches up there singing that just is never gonna come back again then that makes more sense then as if especially on first viewing because i feel like if this is one of those movies you revisit and you analyze then then that okay you can definitely put that together but if it loses you on first viewing and you don't come back to it then i think that's an unfortunate loss for the film that can go unappreciated then agreed this is a film for i've i've often said when we do some of these movies that this movie isn't for me this movie is for me yeah that's why it fits so well yeah for sure but i understand that it doesn't fit with everybody and that's kind of sad because i love it so much but i get it yeah well and i think that's a good it makes it a good discussion movie some of the films we do we tend to just be like oh yeah it was good blah 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 and then it's over but you know this is a good one because it was a first time viewing for me and like i said it's just so dark and there's so many things happening and you're like what did i just see what was that it's hard to keep up with so you're just trying to figure out what you're looking at a lot of the time so Uh, yeah i mean imagine you've at least played the game, right? Anybody out there who has at least played Dante's Inferno, the game, you can follow along because a lot of this stuff is in there. So imagine how hectic hell is. You're never going to get your bearings. Correct. Yeah. And, and this is why, like, I hope that, you know, for me, I will probably now, you know, go back and rewatch this film because, you know, I've got some more of the background information and it's not there to make you feel stupid it's just you know now you have more information and you can go back and kind of rewatch it now they do give you some more information towards the end which does put it a little bit more together and something that bothers me with film sometimes is it's like oh it has to tell the audience everything that's going on and make the audience feel stupid but this is kind of one of those examples of 
one of the times it doesn't. And then you're just kind of like, what? You don't understand it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Or you're just kind of left like, what was that? Who was that? Are you, what, 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 what's going on? So. Yeah. I was reading in the trivia that there were a lot of things that they wanted to tell the audience more, but they were scared that it was going to make them feel stupid. So maybe they just went the other way too much. Well, and it's hard with a found footage film too, because it's not like you have the luxury of like, you know, in some of the films, like a character walking around their house and finding a book and reading the book with the audience or something, you know, like hereditary comes to mind when she's going through her mother's things and finding all these like cult symbols and reading through all these things. And, you know, you get all this background story on the family. It's it's just, you don't have that luxury because this is happening like right here, right now. And they're stuck down in catacombs. There's no flashbacks or anything. Right. Well, it doesn't help that we do have a smart team of characters. We do. They're just not smart in the Dante's Inferno stuff. And if they were, then we'd be yelling at the screen going, oh, that's just great. They just know all about Dante's Inferno. They just know exactly what's going to happen. So it's like Catch-22. What are you going to do? Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. Because there's somebody that's going to be unhappy either way. You have your Dante's Inferno people, you know, the Divine Comedy going like, oh, well, you know, I didn't fucking need to know that. And then you have the people that don't know and you're like, what? Because you're right. And even people that like, I'm semi-familiar with Dante's Inferno. I didn't read it though. Like I know basically like a synopsis, you know? And it's like, we have this, like, like I said, this like cult thing. And it's like, wait, what, what was that? Like, I didn't remember, you know, I just basically know like the levels and they don't really get into that. They do exactly parts of it where you really have to know it. Exactly. Which to me as the history person, I'm like, oh my God, I love that. Like there's a point and I'll get to it when we reach gluttony. And the only way that you know it's gluttony is because it's wider corridors. That's it. There's nothing else to tell you. Yeah. Well, see, and I, it's like I said, this is something that somebody that played the game or read the synopsis or listened to a fucking book report as a junior in high school doing AP comp from another student. Like that's not something that you really get into. So, and we haven't even really gotten into the stuff going on. Like they just got into this. Yeah. They just got in the catacombs (laughs) half an hour in a long episode. They just got it. Well, I think when we kind of talk about like my biggest problems, we've pretty much already talked about is like, there's a lot of stuff that, is hard to wrap your head around when you're just trying to keep up with the story. So we pretty much already gotten past that. So when they get into this, they want to go one way and that doesn't work out for them. (laughs) There's this one, she says, Oh, we need to go that way. And there's this tunnel that's blocked off. And their guide is like, oh, absolutely not. There was one dude that was down here all the time. And he went that way one time. And then he never fucking came back. And we never saw him again. And so that's the one way we're not going. Their guide's smart, though. They should listen to him more fucking often. Yeah. Well, and that's like the whole reason they have him. Exactly. He's He even says, he's like, do you know the ones that are flooded? The rooms that are flooded? No, I fucking don't. So I'd listen to him. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you have one dude that didn't even want to be here. George, mm-hmm. who also especially doesn't want to be around water. So uh-huh. pay attention. <laughs> George is like, no, I'm not going. 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 And then yeah. 
all of a sudden he's like, oh, I guess I'm going because he got shoved down there in a situation that was unfortunate when they yeah, were the cops came. Off. Yeah. But yeah, even when they're crawling over the bones, poor fucking Benji, he's sitting there panicking because he's touching human bones and there are rats around and, and he uh, is in a claustrophobic area. He is panicking. And our main heroine is telling him, calm down. When in the history of ever has calmed down, ever calmed anybody down? Yeah, the finally Ever. after he's like hyperventilating, she's like, "You're hyperventilating." I'm like, "No Fucking shit!" A. And she's finally like, "Breathe with me." Okay, there you go. There's something useful. Fucking a. When tell somebody, him a story. Get his mind off of it. Something. Yeah, when somebody's having a panic attack, you tell them, "Listen to my breath," or like something for them to focus on, like to bring yeah. them back to reality because they're like transcending reality. Like they're losing themselves in their panic. You're Ooh, not helping. Calm down, Amanda. God, Christian. <laughs> First of all, no offense, I would not go down there with you. Second, like I would go down into like the first tour when they could <laughs> like, be like stand Bye. up, and then but when the second you got me crawling through shit, no, absolutely not. You can forget that for. I mean, if it helps at all, I'm all big and bad about history, but I don't think I'd go into those tight spaces either. Fuck that. Ooh, yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so. He even people who go into this tunnel don't come out, and they're like, "Well, that's the only way we can go now because the other way actually they go through it, and then it like brings them back around." And they're like, "Was this a circle?" And Papillon's like, "No, this is the first time that's ever happened." And they're like, "Oh, well, and he's going panicked. This way. He's yeah. panicked. He's like, freaking out. He's done this like how many times?" And I, I'd be like, "We are leaving. I am leaving. I am okay. going. Bye." And. They have to go through the spooky fucked up tunnel. And then they, this is one of those things where I, I know, I know, I get it. I, I know, I know. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but this is one of those horror things where it's just been done so many times, especially in these, like, you know, even all the way back to like classic movies from that were black and white devil demon hell movies. When demons are trying to fuck with you, they do this. They see this piano and George is like, oh my God, this looks like the one me and my brother used to play, but the A4 key was fucked up and he goes to play it and the A, guess what? Guess what? The A4 key's fucked up. And I was like, oh, it's just exhausting. <laughs> but I get it. Like, I know what they were doing. It's just like, well, I was like, oh my God, guess what? The A4 key's going to be fucked up. And he does the A4 key and it's <laughs> fucked up. And I was like, yep, okay. Well, okay. And I was just like, you know, then there's this ringing phone and Scarlet picks it up and, you know. That would terrify me. There's a ringing oh, yeah. phone in the catacombs in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Fuck that. Well, and that's when you know. <laughs> First of all, who got that piano down there? And you're just going to play yeah. it? No, no, no. Yeah. As soon as I saw that there was a piano down there, I'd be like, y'all, listen. Mm-hmm. but they hear the phone even before that i'd be like no 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 agreed this, this is fucked up like even like the circle thing was fucked up so there's so much fucked up shit that happens before the fucked up shit happens <laughs> yes like y'all are being blinded <laughs> by and i know that she's the thing is too she is not doing this for greed like she just kind of wants to validate her father's work 
you know, right. and f- also find for history because she's, you know, one of those people like you. She's like, oh, this is significant to history. Right. She doesn't want the, the Sorcerer's Stone, the Philosopher's Stone, whatever Americans want to call it. She doesn't want it for herself and for gold and riches and long life. No. She's just like, this is important. People need to know about this. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things. So this is a side conversation, too. Humans don't deserve that. Nor should we have that. <laughs> Correct. So, which, which I guess why it is in hell. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> <laughs> on that happy note, keep it in hell. <laughs> and also, nobody needs to go down into hell to get it. Correct. So then the guy that they said disappeared, he just kind of emerges and they're just like, oh, what's up? You ain't noticed his eyes are black? Y'all ain't uh-huh. noticed? Y'all don't. Y'all ain't gonna. No. He moves real fucking fast. And also real slow at the same time. Yeah. Maybe like a ghost. Or something. Or a demon. Exactly. A minion of hell. (laughs) (laughs) And then the top rock starts splitting and they follow the spooky dude. Like I don't ever follow the spooky dude. If somebody just emerges after not eating or drinking or being seen or been in the sun for like months don't follow him because he's been dead for a long time. <laughs> like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, the only way out is down. And I'd be like, that is illogical. But I know where this is leading to. And I'm not about it. So no, thank you. <laughs> and then Benji, my, my man Benji, he keeps fucking up. So he got his hand all fucked up on some ropes and like earlier with the bones. Like, yeah, I know you can definitely tell that he hand. really wants he wants to be a video person, but he wasn't expecting field work so much. Or hell, uh, yeah, or hell that that too. You know, maybe you know, he's like catacombs. That's not that's not that bad. But you know, then he's like, I'm in hell, <laughs> like literal hell, <laughs> right. And then they're in some deepish water, and then there's, like, a flash of, like, possibly George's dead brother is, like, some sort of fucked up demon. And he's all weird and demon-y looking. That's actually not George's brother. You mean the kid standing there? Yeah, that's what That's actually not George's brother. That's Zed, one of the urban explorers that's taken them down there. It's his child. He says at the oh. end that he has a child that he didn't say was his. Acknowledge. Oh, got it. That's his child. Got it. Got it. See? I'm missing stuff. I'm missing stuff. Now, again, these are my notes uh, upon first viewing, so you just see right. the of the shit. I actually only caught the tail end of him, too, because I was writing down... Oh, I bet. Uh, He's really fast. Uh, I was writing down, they're in deep water, and then flash of something, and I was like, oh, that was a fucking kid, and they're in water? I bet that's George's brother. <laughs> we actually get George's brother later, though, which is right. pretty apparent. And they actually get to this tomb and what's so, I was actually, I made a joke, which I thought was funny, but then it actually was. I said, oh, it's a Templar because Assassin's Creed, but like it was. But like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a Templar. (laughs) Like all all I know is I played Assassin's Creed and that's what the Templars looked like, but it's actually a Templar. Hey, for someone who hasn't watched Indiana Jones, Amanda, I'm proud you know what that is. Thank you, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I appreciate it. They're teaching me history and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Ezio. <clears throat> so uh, they find this hidden crevice to crawl into where they think the Philosopher's Stone is. 
and well they crawl into basically you know the Templar area and then they go under this water which I would never do in a million fucking years because what if you go under there and there's nowhere to come up and then you drown right no ma'am but then there's the treasure room and while she's all distracted getting the stone out she just lets all the boys like you you are responsible for the actions of all of these people and you I know that you you're looking at the one thing that like your dad's whole life led up to and your whole life has led up to and I get it I feel like I can get it but you know I know you know because the minute you realize what they're doing you say it there's treasure and it, you know it's a trap and they break the door like the cage down the the bars to get to the treasure and it sets off a trap and as they're doing it you're like don't it's a trap you right. should she's so smart <laughs> yeah she's so smart that earlier they got caught and stuck in an area or they thought they did and she ended up being able to figure out this Ptolemaic hinge from Egypt, how to pull this out and get them forward. So I agree with you. She should know that that's going to kill them all. Yep. Yep. But she, and I, you know, like I said, she's looking at the thing that her whole life has led up to and her dad's whole life's work. Right. Is, but then she's just got these motherfuckers getting them all killed because they're like treasure, which is, you know, she said, oh, there's treasure down there. Like if somebody and they do laugh at her at first, like the, back in the beginning when she's like, oh, will you take me down there? And he's like, why? And she's like, treasure. And he's like, cool. <laughs> like, but, but then there's fucking treasure. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to get the treasure because you <laughs> treasure down here. Like that's what I'm here for. Exactly. But then she's like, no. And they, yeah. And then one bitch gets fucked up. Papillon's girlfriend, I think it is. Suxi. Suxi. That's mm-hmm. cute. Suxi got fucked up and she takes a little bits from the stone and she heals her. And so everybody's like, whoa, fuck the treasure. Like, this is, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? But they lost all their stuff. They lost all their batteries for their flashlights. They lost all their food, water. So now they're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. The end. (laughs) Now most of them are going to die. The end. The end. (laughs) (laughs) So then they have to basically find a different way out. And they find this spooky floor passage so they continue have they continue the descent basically where you know down is the only way out and my ass still would have been like no no that's not right that is not right <laughs> no, we all we must go up <laughs> yes, that, that down just means down not earth right? <laughs> like, that's not correct and so they continue to go down and they have to crawl and the spooky floor passage reads Abandon all hope, ye who enter here, and they shall be made to crawl on their bellies and enter the kingdom of darkness. So, so they even they look at each other, her and George, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to hell, aren't we?" Yeah, yeah they fucking know, and they still go. Yeah, they're that. like, "Well, this is it. Like, there's no other way to go. So, I guess we're gonna have to go to hell." Y'all catch me laying down and dying just right the fuck <laughs> there before I look at Kristen and go, "Well." here we go oh uh, uh, no that would be like i would i would probably i think my body if i had to come to the conscious realization that i was at the gates of hell or like uh-huh. already in hell like uh-huh. 
I think I would just go into shock and die. Like genuinely pass out and just keel over and die. But And that's why I thought this movie would scare you. The concept scares me. Yeah. The execution was mild to moderate. Mm. It was not severe to me personally. Like it could have been, I, I didn't think they did a poor job, but that's just my opinion. That's fair. It was mostly, you would need to know more of the background of what's going on to yeah. be scared. Like right now they're just kind of making the realization that they're like, Oh, and they crawl on their bellies to enter the kingdom of darkness. So it's like, Oh, we're in hell, you know? So, right. And then the demon dude killed that lady forget like she's done done well i love first when they get to the other side and the door closes off and papillon goes are we dead because that would be my fucking question you're you just went into hell and now you can't get out you're fucking dead right that's an incredibly valid question because i think the whole time i think from the get-go i would kind of question my whole like existence at this point you know because right i Especially, like, with the piano being seen and the the fucking phone ringing and all this stuff. Like, did I just transcend? <laughs> right. No, exactly. Like, mm, did my soul just go somewhere and leave my body? Yeah. Like, Are we dead? <laughs> yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a valid question. And his poor lady's now dead because they, yeah. they shouldn't have followed in the first place. Fucking smashed her face into the fucking ground. Yeah. A couple times. If you didn't know, we have reached the violence ring of hell by the death. That makes sense, because that yeah. was brutal. And she tries to use the stone to bring her back, but it doesn't work, because we've gone past that point. <laughs> and also, we're, we'll get into the stone a little bit more here in just a few minutes, but there's a little bit more to it than it just being like a cure-all. Right. <laughs> so... And, and actually, this is, I made a note, the stone can't bring back the dead, though, is what she says. It can mm-hmm. extend life and heal certain things, but it once you're dead, you're dead. That's that. Right. They can keep you alive if you're alive, but it's not like, it's not the resurrection stone. This is not Harry Potter. So. Right. She saw a quick glimpse of a noose. I just mentioning that. So it, it's been building on each of these characters' pasts uh, this entire time, but you see the noose and you've known her dad committed suicide up to this mm-hmm. point. known that pretty much the entire movie since the beginning so they need to continue to descend and so they're going down into kind of what looks like a well is kind of the best way i described it but it's basically just a hole in the ground right and there is a rope that they're each going down and you kind of know this is coming it's a it's a it's a jump scare but there is they each go down individually and Benji is still hanging on by a thread here. <laughs> a lot happened to poor Benji. Literally by a thread. Li- yeah, actually good. Yeah, I didn't even do that on purpose, but yes. <laughs> He's the last one to go down. And of course he has the camera and you see something spooky behind him. So you kind of know like, oh, well, he's about to about to get it. They're not going to let him just slip well, down. Did. Yeah. And of course, you also kind of figure that as soon as the camera pans back, you're going to get a full frontal assault on uh, the face of whatever was behind him. And you do. And he plummets to his death. 
And I'm assuming you have more information on what that was, or was it just like a minion of hell? Because that's just kind of or no, that's the same woman that we saw before at the 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 club, frantically making notes. Yeah, at the club we saw that same woman, and this we see that she's holding a baby. We don't know any background on it, but obviously something in his past having to do with a woman and a baby. So poor Benji's dead, dead. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they walk and they're into this kind of more open area. And there is someone in the burning vehicle. And of course, this is a moment of, you know, somebody's past. And this is Papillon's moment here. And he's, there's somebody in the car looking at him. He's like, oh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And he's dragged into the car. And then he's basically just dragged below. And like his hands are sticking out. And then he's just, that's that's that. He's just gone. And then he's sitting there with his just his feet poking out, right? Yeah. That's actually also a part of Dante's Inferno. That is a specific thing for specific sinners, which I'll get to at the end. Interesting. And then I go into this more open area, and there is a singular chair, and there's a cloaked hooded figure in the middle of this room, which you're like, okay, it's some demon or Satan himself, or it kind of looks almost like Grim Reaper-ish. And... They're, of course, trying to avoid it, you know, right? as I would be as well. And there are people in the walls, but they look like like they're cemented in the walls. I, I don't really know how to describe it. Like, like they're coming out of the walls, if that makes sense. Right. There are two people that are buried in the walls that come out and bite George. Okay. Correct harass them but like bite them like in the neck like where there are important arteries yes and then she has this epiphany that the stone is all about rectification basically where you have to rectify your past and so then she basically it took them forever to get to this point and then she has to go all the way she has to backtrack all the way back up and so she has to put the stone back before he bleeds out Yes, so she has good luck. Hurry, yeah, because he's bleeding from his neck, which is mm-hmm. not good. So she does this pretty quickly, and on the way there, she's confronted with her father, and right. she basically hugs this man and says, "I'm sorry, I didn't answer the phone that night. I didn't realize you were in that much pain." Right. It's her and George and Zed. There are three people left and she does get back to them in time. And she's like, you, it's, you have to rectify, you know, and they are continuing this journey back. And George sees his little brother and he's, you know, struggling with this. And she's like, no, you know, it's not him. And mm-hmm. they basically just have to rectify their past. And that's eventually how they make their way out of the situation. And the only three that do, and they right. pop back up to land. And that's just that. And you're like, oh, so that's all you have to do to get out of hell got it right that that is actually a part of hell yeah you have to go down to get back out and you have to rectify your yeah this ghost that's clinging to you and i also like the fact that also in dante's inferno anybody who's played the game you know dante saves beatrice that's actually not how it happens in the book beatrice actually saves dante Mm -hmm. and i like how it's the female character that actually saves everybody in the end of the movie too yeah, she figures everything out. She brings them into it in the first place, but then she rectifies that as well. 
by, well, not everybody survives, but she is the one that figures it out and gets the the remainder of them out, too. Right. And how cool for, I'm just going to say, for, like, a red shirt to survive. You have random, you know, urban explorer Zed who survives along with our main two people. You'd assume it'd be the cameraman, right? So it's kind of cool that they don't do that. Or you would assume it'd be the main, you know, like Papillon, the one who brought yeah, the main explorer. Place. Like I didn't even remember his name. I was like, Kristen, who was that again? Like I don't even. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like who? Who was the remaining dude? I didn't even get his name. So, yeah, I mean, like I've said in the beginning, like I know this is kind of a longer one. There's a lot of conversation to be had around this. Like upon first viewing, like it, it's incredibly chaotic. Found footage is always hard to to watch when it's dark you know paranormal activity is one thing because they put those up and they keep track of things and there's like text like night whatever and it keeps you on track because it's like oh this is actual found footage and somebody compiled this to make it into a film to release it even says like paramount thanks to families or blah, blah, blah. This right. is different because it's actually saying like oh this was found or like oh this is what happened to us and we just like didn't even edit it at all so it's hard to just even for your eyes and brain to like catch up between what's happening. So when you watch it initially, it's hard to just figure out what you're even seeing and who mm-hmm. people are and figure out faces and characters. And then you have to put together these complex themes. So that's why like when I first watched this, you know, I'm I'm probably cutting ahead because we probably have more to talk about unless you kind of filled in the gaps. No, I have some trivia that I'd like to go through, basically talking us through all the rings of hell. But yeah. no, I'm basically done. Well, I was just going to say, like, when I first watched this, like, I was honestly writing on, like, a two and a half, three. But, you know, I, I, w- I would bump that to, like, a three and a half, you know, to even... I don't know if I'd say four yet, but like I would watch it again and kind of see if that changed knowing what I, you know, know now after having these discussions and kind of going back and getting some of the history, you know, about Dante's Inferno and after we talk about the trivia a little bit. So that's, that's what's cool about talking to people about these kind of movies that are a little bit deeper, because like I said, upon first watching, it's just really chaotic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go through some trivia and then see if that changes your mind at all. All right. So this is going to explain the women in the beginning a little bit more, a little bit better than I did before. So when the characters enter the secret tunnel of the catacombs, they come across an altar room in red candlelight with various naked women and a manifestation of Benji's deceived reoccurring ex-partner and mother of child. So I guess she was in there. I must have missed her. This area overseeing the gates of hell is the vestibule of hell that Virgil explained to Dante is where one hears the anguished screams of the damned and contains the souls of two classes, one, the opportunists, and two, the outcasts. The clothed cultists are the opportunists, and the naked ones are the outcasts in accordance to the Divine Comedy. Interesting. I mean, these guys really put a lot of thought into this. I'll give them that. Right? A lot of nuance. Okay, so this is the walk through all of it. So it's going to be fairly long, but it goes through every single ring and how it is shown in the movie. So, the complete journey of hell through the secret tunnels of the catacombs of Paris are as follows. The vestibule, the group encounters a gathering of two sets of divine cultist female souls, a faux tunnel, and the nine circles. Number one, limbo. Long tunnels containing the inscriptions of poetry and philosophy pertaining to famous divine comedy cited figures and the directionless soul of La Taupe. So the guy that they find down there that's just wandering. 
That's limbo. So he's in purgatory. Got it. Yeah. Two, lust. Almost completely colorless tunnels. The loud vortex of souls. Hissing of Minos and Italian inscriptions. So in lust, it's said that there's these huge winds that are deafening to people. And there's a point in the movie where they, they really can't hear very well. Because this random thing happens, that's lust. Ah. Three, gluttony. Widened third floor tunnel section containing the growl of an unseen Cerberus. Four, greed. Enclosure containing the mark of David, engraving of Plutus, trap treasure, and a false philosopher's stone for single use. Wrath. The damaged reverse enclosure of greed, which is completely empty, minus a filthy water entrance. Six, heresy. Florentine walls and flamelit enclosure with three ring inscriptions. Seven, violence. Shattered stone pools enters the enclosure cavern area. Suxia is killed in the first ring, which is violence against neighbors. When La Taupe beats her to death. The second, against self, contains hallucinations of Scarlet's father. And the third, satanic occultist markings over sandy tunnels. Eight, broad. Amphitheater-shaped area with drop and the manifestation of Benji's victim of Bologna 1 and 2, pandering, seduction, and flattery, which results in him falling from fraud to treachery. So he did something between those two. Nine, treachery. Water tunnels with Danny beneath them leading to the four caverns. The second cavern, the betrayal of community, ties in with, Sim with Simonic Papillon, is killed by the manifestation of the man he left for dead in a vehicular fire where he meets a Sim Simonic's fate. The throne, a wooden chair, and the devil himself beside here, along with the rogue demons of what can be believed to be Judas Iscariot, Antenor, and Ptolemy. The demon of Cain appears as the first horrendous wall demon that bites George. Uh -huh. The final area of hell, traversed within the nine circles, is the bottomless pit of pen penitence and the reverse leap of faith. Which ends them back to where we right. end. Right. Exactly. So you have to, you can get through hell, but you have to repent. Which is interesting because the leap of faith really is a leap of faith because they push on this thing and then all you see is red light and my ass would be like, oh no, that's fire, baby. Uh-uh. <laughs> Literally, it is. It is a leap of faith to get out of there. Yep. Now, Lucifer in the film appears as the only face-revealed robed character and one smoking in black darkness. His facial appearance, that of an angelic baby-like face, defigured on his right side like a fall victim. The appearance representative of Lucifer's fall from grace and descent into the dimension for him, what would be hell. The right side disfigured to demonstrate his aversion to good and his baby face to represent his former appearance as God's most beautiful angel. So that was Lucifer okay. in that chair. That makes sense because I figured they, I mean, they put a lot of effort into those or that imagery. So they mm -hmm. were definitely trying to make a point. <laughs> right. Which yes. They, they had reached him. Put as much in with like the other like demonic looking characters so and yeah. he was creepy you know he definitely and he felt very dominant so yeah that makes sense right no, that's all i had you know i will definitely give their effort a four <laughs> or even like a five like that's a lot of information and i know that's right. stuff that you can look up but like to what i really admire about filmmakers whether it was and I'm not even like shitting on their execution. I'm not saying the film is bad at all. That's not that's not what I'm getting at. Oh, I yeah. it's just like to be able to write a film and then 
like I can I cannot imagine writing a script first of all like mm-hmm. I can imagine writing a novel like that's something right. I've, or even a nonfiction work like that's something I've wanted to do for a long time I've the only creative thing that I seem to be able to do is write so I can imagine doing that but writing a script seems incredibly difficult like a screenplay and then writing this character turns to this character and has this expression and right exactly that looks like and this is how the emotion like that all seems so difficult so any film short of like I don't know things killing like you know (laughs) that kind of thing I respect it and especially for it to have so much effort and historical work that went into it imagine all the research they did so I know this film had a lot of love and effort and research that went into it so I really respect that so yeah I mean that definitely changes upon first viewing because when I went into recording this I was like man I really was you know but I went into it everybody saying oh my god this movie is so scary and da 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 like within kind of my own little circle of work friends and I just hey I warned you I didn't think it was that scary yeah yeah so you know I wanted the the, just the raw scare factor out of it which I didn't get but the uh, that part you know that's fine that's just I think being a really deep into it horror fan now so you know that's just that's it's just my life now I guess (laughs) no I mean you already heard me in the beginning I love this movie and especially knowing how much is just in every single scene that always does it for me so five out of five amazing movie yeah well thank you guys for hanging out with us I know it was a longer episode but I hope that you enjoyed the breakdown and the how this kind of evolved (laughs) yeah it was an interesting one. You can find us on all of our social media accounts at the Extra Sisters Podcast. On Twitter, we are the Extra Sisters. Feel free to join our little Patreon family. We would appreciate it, and we love all our patrons, of course. You can join it for extra content, little giveaways. I don't think I can say that. I think it's gifts. Y'all know, y'all know what it is. This is patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters Podcast. We would love to have you. We have two tiers, a $1 a month tier and a $5 a month tier. And head over there to check it out. And next time, it doesn't think... It doesn't feel, it doesn't give up. Till then, stay creepy.